0: The city of angels is black and gold. You are listening to the heart of LAFC podcast.
1: And now Joseph Zacker. Greetings, Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 187 of the heart of LAFC podcast. Uh, tonight, as you see, I've got the crew assembled None of this jumping around, everybody in and out. We're hanging out on this one because honestly, just like the North end, just like the rest of the stadium, jam-packed, having a good time, everything great all around, pitch, not so much, and we'll talk about that too, but let's be honest, outside of that, reopening day was a celebration, so again, we're going to have a celebration here as well, playoffs or records or whatever be damned, we're going to have a good time today and talk it up, Uh as you, as you said, it was reopening day. So that means all the restrictions got tossed. Christmas Tree Lane was, was flying. Uh, the North End was what it was supposed to be. Uh, Tifo, next level, we'll talk about that too. But pretty much everything leading off to kickoff was what we all dreamed of having again. Uh, nearly two years away from that, but we got it back. So yeah, I'm not going to say, oh, well, this is Millicent. No, this is reopening day. This is what an official opening day is supposed to look like. And it felt like that too. Um meeting up with everybody and getting the big hugs of people I haven't seen all year. It it's it it was special. Um that's for sure. Uh so let me introduce our crew for tonight. We got DJ Fresco. How are you doing tonight,
2: brother? Good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a lot better if we had a win though.
1: Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Uh they better step it up on Wednesday and we'll preview that one as well, which let me introduce Ben. Ben, how are you doing tonight?
3: Doing good, Joseph. Uh, yeah, just excited for the next match. You know, it's an opportunity to bounce back quickly. You know, we can't dwell too much on the last match. So let's get to three points on Wednesday. There it
1: is. Exactly. Got to get to the three points. Got to make it happen. Got to make it count because otherwise the last place is a reality. So, yeah. And Ben, Ben's going to give us a good preview on what Dallas has to offer because – I'll just say this, it's a team in flux. They might be on the bottom, but I don't think they're going to stay on the bottom for very long, and he'll explain that as well. Uh, Jason, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'm I'll be,
0: I'm be. tired tonight. I uh, took my daughters out to <laughs> Knott's
1: Berry Farm today.
0: We were there. We got there when it opened, which was good because there wasn't too many lines for the Camp Snoopy rides. They pff, wiped me out. You know what's funny is when you get older and you have kids, you go to these places, you don't do your rides anymore. It's a joy just watching your kids just have a blast. Uh, they brought one of their friends with them. So uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. (laughs) I just got, I got got home, had a shower and and I was like, Oh shit, what time it is.
1: (laughs) Dude, I feel your pain on this. Um, As, as many of you already know, the show kind of went dark for nearly three weeks uh, for good reason. Uh, I took the family on an Epic vacation and I'd say little, but it wasn't little. Um, basically 19 days, 12 states, four national parks, three or four national monuments, two thirds of route 66 and about 4,893 miles of drive time. Uh, yeah, we were kind of nuts for the last week. So we've been nomads basically, uh, until, and basically it bookended one match to the next match, like the next day after the last match, way back when we left. We showed up, eleven p.m. Friday night, and there I was at the tailgate as a zombie after spending nineteen days on the road. Hmm. Uh, totally worth it because I had an amazing adventure, especially when I got to Omaha and visited my family, uh, and got to hang out with Union Omaha, uh, Union Omaha Vic, who is a longtime listener of the show, uh, hardcore Laoc supporter. He actually runs the the supporter group the parliament uh in omaha and so i got to i got to watch them do their work and see them do a march to the match and it gave me a lot of chills because it reminded me of the days before before lafc took off and, and when you're trying to build things and and they're there and what's cool is the stadium was pretty full in omaha for for usl pro uh it there's it's promising uh there were talks about potential stadiums like their own they're playing in minor league baseball park it, it was a trip it was a trip just to see that middle of america football is is taken over and so it was a great time out there they were also beyond generous and i have to i have to throw this out there but uh the crew gave me this really awesome union omaha jersey here love that logo, and right well do you guys know who designed this logo Guess who? Matt Wolf, the same gentleman that designed the LAFC logo. Wow. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So uh, I and he's also the gentleman who designed the Nigeria jerseys and all the yep. new good Nike ones. I got him. Yeah.
2: Meet them. I got mean I got mine. Yeah. I Matt in the mail last week, so I'm super pumped about it. So
1: Matt Wolf is the man. I'm telling you, when it comes to design, he's the best in the business right now, and I think Nike's pretty much took him a took him in after he was done working with us. Uh, So he is, is honestly next level. And yeah, those Nigeria jerseys where they're like lions in London waiting to get them those new designs. That's him. That is totally him. Uh, He, he's unique in what he does. And and you can see here, like I haven't seen a Jersey that looked like that kind of look since like Brucia Dortmund in the highlighter days. So remember when you see the highlighter yellow rather than what they're wearing now from Puma, that's a little on the boring side. It was like that color Uh, Mm -hmm. and really gave them a good look. But it was Nike, too. So I think Nike has an angle on that that highlighter color. But it's cool. And then if I bend around a little bit, you might see it right there. It says uh, Viva Bujos. I think I said that right. Uh, That's their Parliament scarf. So it will have its place on the wall for from now on uh so i'm throwing my my love towards the parliament and union omaha good people thank you for everything you did uh i can also say that i had a great time meeting up with uh brother ox also a longtime listener hardcore ba family all the way we met up in wichita uh you might see some of the pictures floating around and he actually when i did a when i did a uh podcast over in Omaha, if you guys saw that secret podcast. Uh, he came on as one of our guests, and Jason came on on short notice to to handle the business. Uh, so it's was been it been a good run, that's for sure. Uh, and now I'm home, back to doing what we do best in the studio so I can actually do my homework and get the job done properly for all of you guys and make it work. Now, that being said, with the great celebration of running, going on the road, doing our thing, let's bring it back to our world of LAFC, and so I wanted to hand this one over to talk about the amazing reopening day in review. Before we talk about the football, let's talk about what's really like the story because it is the story is is reopening day and all the unique things that happened. Uh, mm. One thing that we wanted to bring up, of course, was the the article by Bill Bla- Bill uh, Plashke from uh, the LA Times uh, talking about the thirty two fifty one, basically. Um, how even though we're at full capacity, we'll never really feel like we're at full capacity uh, due to the loss of Mo, uh, our our amazing vice president and a member who's pushed us so far forward in development. Um, losing him has been crushing. I will say that is you know it will always be a pain in our hearts to to know that he's not there, but it's also our inspiration from here on out as we got to do him right. And I, I can tell you the TIFO and everything that we did this week, fingerprints of Mo, there's no doubt about that. So yeah. I know DJ, I wanted to to hand this on off to you to talk about what happened at the tailgate. Cause you were there for a much longer time than I was. Yes. Um, and and yeah. really got the full experience. So I'm going to hand this off to you. How did things go for reopening day, sir?
2: Well, okay. So We did have games earlier this season, right, with the whole pandemic and everything, and it was great to just get back in the stadium. But I'm telling you, when I got off the freeway, we're exiting Exposition, and not only did I see the Bank of California Stadium, but I saw the tops of the gazebo tents and the easy-ups of all the different supporter groups um, on Christmas Tree Lane, like, we it was three of us in the car myself, my buddy, uh, two James from D Nine U, and then my buddy uh, Robert Rummel, who was attending his first ever US, uh, sorry, UFC LAFC game, and it was this, it was a tailgate on top of that, and we we were telling him all of this like madness and all this amazingness, and he just you could tell he was excited for it, but he didn't really get it until he got it and and when we got there and you saw those tents and you saw everybody there you heard the music and it was like i got there around like maybe one two o'clock in the afternoon mind you games at eight you know there there were people there earlier than that um and i I wanted to shout those people out too because um some of them are coming from far i know in ba we have our buddy ernesto he's always you know planning the you know the the food and getting the guys out there he was way on victorville so that that just goes to the commitment that a lot of these guys have, and you know, you got one tent that has you know a DJ, another tent that's playing music, another tent that has uh, that hired a banda. You know, I, I mean, it's just it's it's just so so amazing to see everybody. It's like a gigantic family reunion, and um, I you know I was able to trade scarves with uh, numerous other SGs. Um, so shout out to D Nine U for, for uh, playing mm-hmm. along, um, Lucky's uh, out in Pasadena. They, they were great. Um, you know, I got to meet with their president and, and traded with him. Um, Bad Hombres were there too. Um, and you know, TSG always shows us love, Cuervos, everybody. I mean, there's too many to count. I mean, there's too many to name, um, both the main ones and and the ones that you don't really, you know, see featured, featured all the time. Um, you know, other podcast crews were there, you know, Philly Scarf, all those boys. Uh, they're always so hospitable, walking around to each table offering donuts, food, drinks, of course because uh, what's a tailgate without drinks? Um, and it's kind of funny because if you think of any other situation where you're drinking all day and giving all that en- energy, you would think, how do you still go hard for 90 minutes during the actual game? But somehow, you know, somehow we do it. So it was it was huge. But like I said, there's always going to be that kind of under underlying kind of sadness a little bit because you know that the person who is a huge reason why we are there, is not there. And when I went over the D9U table, um, you know, they had Mo's picture there. Um, you know, they were still, you know, they were giving away his armbands and everything. I mean, I got like three of them um, and it's just, it, it's crazy. It was just, just absolutely just, everyone was just so happy to be back. It was almost like a huge sigh of relief. Um, and then to get into the stadium, setting up the flags and everything and to look, look, look back behind you. Cause you know, we're kind of in the front and to look behind you and see that there's no more of those empty spaces and social distance. And, you know, you can't sit the first three rows off the field. I, I mean, that first Dolly valley black and gold chant. Oh my God. Did, I mean, I, I wish someone could have shown me the decibel levels when we hit that. That was insane. insane.
1: I agree. My voice was cracking from the first song because I just couldn't help myself. I had to keep up yeah with the energy that the rest were putting in like i couldn't be the guy that was the weakest link like you don't want to be that guy
2: you be and that you
1: realize guy. that we were going so hard that nobody cared about lasting the 90 they were just going to do it whether they shredded their voice like, or not yeah leave yeah. nothing behind and i remember mm-hmm. one of the boys from expos um i was helping on the tifo uh committee uh for the day and so i was in their section in the front doing what i had to do to secure things and he turns to me and he goes, How do I still hear your voice? If it's not cracked, you're not doing enough. And I'm like, dude, I feel you, brother. Like I'm there, man. Like we're there. We all get it. We're all gonna be hurting at the end of this thing.
2: Yeah, he said, but, if your voice isn't cracked by halftime, um, you didn't do you didn't go hard enough. And and it was, you know. So um, and and I I, I, I said I was gonna do this. Um, LAFC Central, he's been doing little blogs and stuff for, for LAFC since mm-hmm. jump. Um, he got out there and was dancing goodbye, Dorado. Had no idea what it was, and for those of you who don't know, it is the line dance that you will hear at every Latino function, every quinceañera, every wedding. You will always see that, and I mean, we were, we were dying. I'm not gonna lie. We I, we, we may have cried a few times um, towards the end, but it was just that that was the kind of energy, and just everybody was just involved. Everybody was locked in. Um, it was it was a, it was a sight to see. It was a sight to see, and. Um, the call to arms chant, which is one of my favorite chants in the world when everyone had their their flashes out and you just saw everybody's just hands up and down. It was it was amazing. It was amazing.
1: You couldn't ask for a better performance from from the faithful. Let's be yeah. honest. Uh, the energy that was brought, the the amplified sound, the drums. It seems like everybody brought their A game for this one. And then some, and, and the cool thing is you were hearing the singing in the other seats as well throughout the park. You could hear the echoes. People were jumping in. They were doing what they needed to do. They're willing the team along doing it the right way. And yes, there are some growing pains. There's some stuff that were a little bit squirrely because honestly, everybody's a little rusty, uh, but we'll get get with the program. Right, it's been. I know some of us have been able to go to the other ones, but not all of us, and that means yeah. none of us, right? It just doesn't seem right unless it's all, yeah. Of so, this was our chance. We did it, it looked great. Going in for Tifo setup, of course, I know Fresco, you didn't know what the Tifo was gonna be, and it's always and, secret.
2: You, know, you kept teasing me, man. You kept teasing me. You told me it was I'm gonna messing
1: be- with you the whole
0: time. You, you
2: told me it was Juneteenth related, and you know me, you know, I mean, I was, I was, I was hyped about it. Um, I didn't get a chance to go and and, and uh, trace it like I wanted to, but um, you know when I, I was actually grateful enough to be part of the uh, crew that helped pull it up and take it down, um, and to see to see that tifo, I mean, it's it was just it was awesome because of what um, what it was and what it represented. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody saw, I've seen it by now. A Bob, um, you know, football is freedom and you know to see that tifo go up and for it to for it to be in front of his son ziggy um i mean i, I think i think it was no coincidence as well that the following day was father's day so can you yeah. imagine what's going through his mind seeing his father and and hearing his music you know um on on such an important day for not just african americans but um all americans to be honest because um, you know, kind of jumping into that whole Juneteenth um, recognition, which I'm super grateful to LAFC, as well as, you know, the rest of the MLS for doing that, for acknowledging it. You know, people have to understand that when it comes to Juneteenth, um, yes, the actual practice of slavery was outlawed. But the what slavery has always existed in, in, in a lot of cultures, in a lot of eras. Mm-hmm. But the reason why uh, slavery in the U.S. was such a dark spot in our history was because it was racial, racially driven. Um, yeah. You know, it, it wasn't based on someone's status in life, it was based on what you looked like and where you came from. And that concept of treating someone that looks different than you, lesser than a human and, and denying them their rights is still going on today. So that, that's why it's, it, it was so, you know, so, so important that, you know, it was acknowledged and, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful to see it, you know, um, being a minority myself, being an African-American, being, having a father that was from Nigeria, um, it, it, it meant a lot to see. And, and I would follow that up and I would challenge the actual, the league to, you know, follow that up all 300, the rest of 364 days out of the year. You know, when, when yeah. stuff is happening across the league, a lot of social issues, um, you know, stop with the lukewarm comments and statements, stop with the very vague, you know, kind of we're aware of a situation, step up, you know, stand up and say, take, pick a side, set a standard, um and say this is right this is wrong and if you guys if your team cannot abide you will be you'll pay for it you know so um it was it was really nice to see that um i'm so grateful to everybody who took a part in in acknowledging that day because um it it is a dark spot in our history and it's really nice that um that it was acknowledged and we and we did something about it we honored that
1: yeah and one thing that that it hits me now because of the road trip i went with my kids. What Juneteenth and and now celebrating it, what it does is it creates a dialogue. It's not something that you can just put on the back burner and act like nothing happened or, well, we don't talk about that with the kids. It's going to be too hard for them, right? It's that, right? Not approaching it, not going directly head on. But when it's a national holiday, you have no choice. You have to have that hard conversation. And every year, the hard conversation has to happen. What we do with this now is we can now normalize the dialogue Mm -hmm. that you have to talk about it. It's a part of it. You know, and I think I told you Fresco on my on my road trip, I took my my kids to the Brown versus Board of Education Historic Site in Topeka, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And it didn't strike me in the moment, but now when it got to Juneteenth, it really did. My daughter. When we went through it, you know, there's a tunnel you have to go through in it's basically putting in the shoes of a student that had to get, go into an integrated school and, and all the nasty things said you had to walk through the echo chamber. They've never really heard these terms before, but now they do. Right. We're there. Yeah. Uh, my daughter is just pulling open drawers. There's interactive drawers. She pulled open a drawer that had cuffs, manacles, right, um, that were used on slaves then. And it was like, daddy, what is this? Right. She's eight. We had to have that conversation on the moment in that moment. Yeah. But I had it because it just happened. We were there. It was a choice right Mm -hmm. now. Now it's the national conversation. Now it's something where the government is acknowledged. We need to have this conversation every year, just like you would have 4th of July. We're now going to discuss Juneteenth as a national holiday. So to me, It was critical that this happened on such short notice. It's so amazing the way it all all played itself out. And to have the supporters on board throughout the league to push this as well through ISC. Now we'll say give full credit to ISC. They pushed the dialogue with all of us like, hey, let's coordinate this. Tell us what you're going to do so we can really properly cover this and make sure that on a league wide level Mm -hmm. that we all know what to do and how to help each other out. And yeah. so I, I will say, give ISC full credit. They have been on top of, of keeping the dialogue, um, keeping the activism going and, and making sure that this holiday was for keeps. Yeah, You only get one first time um, to get it right is, is critical. And they did, they did. So uh, I am, you know, beyond it. And then just to see, how the TIFO reaction happened with Ziggy. Now you guys have to know that Ziggy Marley has actually worked with the club before. Uh, he's worked with the LAFC foundation. Um, he was, when they did the fundraiser was nearly two years ago. He gave a live performance at the event. Um, yeah, he did a concert for the foundation, uh, on the field. Right. Uh, so he has been connected with us before. This is not the first time he's been to the house. Not the first time his family's been there. Um, but, you know, for sure, through and through, he is black and gold. Yeah. And watching to me, watching his kids and how dialed in, they were all game. They had their 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 phones going. Yeah. yeah it, you know, and I think in Fresco, you and I can both relate with the father um, connection. And both of our dads have passed and football was, was life for them. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. You know, football is freedom. Football, it's real. Um, It kind of hits us too, you know, Uh, just to see, to see a son get to celebrate his father in that way. And then also share it with his children as well Mm -hmm. to see a multi-generational. It it couldn't be any better. I mean, really.
2: And the timing was just so perfect you got Juneteenth you got Father's Day you got everything it's just it was just all it was it was a perfect it was a perfect marriage of of of, of events and timing and dates so um it was it was great everything went smoothly and you know just someone else's kids were, were in the front uh, on the front lines along with me I mean we heard them when we were given the, the Ever away goalie was the business I mean oh my
1: gosh those yeah.
2: kids, I mean, I, those kids are going places in life at some point. I mean,
1: uh,
0: yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. i not
2: everything they said, but I was just like, I was like, wow, I, you know? I,
1: I, yeah, I wouldn't go there, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was, it was the perfect start to the game. Um, which of course brings us to the game. Sadly, I hate switching over because I had such a great time I know, in the lead I up and just celebrating what we we all just did to get back together again and all those hugs and like man. man so then you 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 know you put all that energy in and it gets into what happens on the field and i you know we'll talk about it there were changes to the lineup um not major changes i could i could say i mean it was pretty simple it was forced you know palacios is out with ecuador so guess what farfan gets his shot which we all wanted to see anyways let's be real uh we wanted to see him get his shot but the rest of the back line was yeah that's what we do you know that's typical um in the midfield i mean we all thought k might not have gotten the start because he played for canada like on a tuesday right like why are you gonna play him on short short rest but there he was in the starting lineup again. Uh a twist and Cifuentes were where they belonged. We all know Cifuentes deserves to be the starter. There is no question anymore about this. Uh Ben, right? You're agreeing, right? There's no question he should be the starter at this point.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's earned it with it, with the way he plays every game. You know, I think he's been starting the last three, four games, and every time he delivers, I mean, I think this is the first time he actually got a full ninety. So that was pretty yeah. good to see him mm-hmm. see him get that. Yeah. All good for Sifu
1: right now, right? Everything that we wanted to see from him, he he's doing. Um, The rest of the lineup was typical, right? The top line is the top line. There are no changes there. That's just how it's gonna be for now. For now, Uh, so things kick off, they happen. Players start making the same errors that we normally see. Shall we name names? But distribution is not what it should be. I didn't. How long was it till we got our first shot? Like. Did we even get one on goal in that first That's half? Like it didn't feel like
2: it pull the trigger. I mean, we had there were opportunities to shoot, even like even for a couple a couple testers from distance, something. I mean, test the keeper. I mean, I it, it was weird. It was like it, we would get up there and then it was like we we're trying to make all these extra little passes and stuff and just losing possession. It's kind of like, come on, man. I'm and um I'm going to say it. I I don't I I don't like I don't like Vela being trying to be the creator this season. I don't like it. I I, I just, it just it. I don't I don't see. I mean, I feel like what made us great those those last couple of years was you know it was almost like you had to pick your poison with their offense, you know. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah. I mean, you, when you're zeroing in, I mean, obviously he's come back from it from an injury, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and the question is, you know, if if he's still, you know, if he's on the wrong side of thirty, you know. But I mean, he can still do a lot of damage. It's just I feel like. I don't know. We we need that person to, to to kind of open him up a little bit. You know, he's not that guy that's gonna create and create and do all that, you know. So well know. It,
1: it's really hard because we haven't had him consistent for nearly two years. Yes. Right? He had that knee injury against the galaxy after the MLS's back tournament, which he did not play in. Mm-hmm. And he's not been the same player ever since. I think he had a good string of games in the Champions League,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? which that was it. And he had a good rest before that could go crazy and go back to an off season again. But in regular season play, we haven't been able to see a consistent Vela because he hasn't been healthy enough to be consistent. And now we start to wonder now that he's technically healthy, are we sitting with a Vela on the wrong side of 30? And if that is the case, how does he transition his role within the lineup? Because he's still the most brilliant player on the field. I don't exactly. care who we're playing against.
2: Exactly.
1: He's still the best guy out there. He might not be the fastest anymore because of mm-hmm. the condition, which of course then you changes your role a little bit. Um, and is he being utilized within his abilities the right way at this yeah. time? It becomes to me the bigger question. Not that he's not doing the job. I think it's, it's what he can do under the current conditions he's in. Yeah. Is he being utilized the right way in a 4-3-3 system? Are you building around him properly by having him helicopter back and forth? Like it's it's the harder question. Like, do we yeah. change his role within to get the best out of everyone on the field, or we're just gonna, gonna stay throw it to- right? That's a question. So it becomes, yeah, it becomes the great expectations versus the measured expectations. Do we see him being league leading scorer again? Obviously not this year. Mm. Is that something we're gonna see again from him? Um, should we expect that from him, or should we expect something different from him? He is a leader, he is showing that he's showing he's gonna do everything he possibly can, and he's a very smart player, so we'll see what he does with this. But there's definitely not it's not quite the same as what we've seen before, and it's expected. Yeah, right? It's hard, it's hard to say, but there's something a little different there and does he have the right guys around him, as you say, Fresco, to, to get the best possible Vela that yeah. we can get in the moment?
2: Then um, also, that's well, the hard. Rossi was kind of non-existent too. You know, like I, yeah, yeah. I, I only saw like maybe one or two real, real shots, shot attempts from him. The, the last, the most promising mm-hmm. attempt, I think, was like late in the second half, where I mean, I felt like he sprung free and he could have. If you put that ball like anywhere in the top corner, either, either or gave it. That it would probably would have won two one, but he he, dri- he drove it low and and you know um the, the, their keeper was able to stop it and I was just kind of like man like I think that was it like that was our that was our chance right there I mean I, we were looking dead at it so I mean
3: yeah
1: and it, you're like there's this weird hesitation going on yeah. right now. I mean, yeah. Vela, we saw one game where he hesitated and kind of laughed it off with Rossi and yeah. there's something not quite right. And then Corey Baird, who he's who has been producing for us. I know some people are like, man, why, why is he always this? Well, dude produces. So that's why he's always out there. Uh, he's playing the game. And of course, if Vela can't drag multiple players his way, Baird can't get open and do what he does best. And so he gets isolated. So we get, get this situation where we're a little too stationary up top. Things are not okay. shifting around. It's not looking quite right. I remember I turned to you and I'm like, watch. Jennings is going to come in for Vela. Remember You're that conversation? we were singing it and I'm like, watch, dude. He's going to yeah. do it because he's you don't see another gear from Vela in this game. Yeah. And, and Jennings has been really creative.
0: You they know.
2: Earned, they've earned their – him and Duke, they earned it. You know, with yeah. their in in Vegas, they earned it. You know, they earned the call up. And uh, another another head stumper for me was where was Blessing? Like it was weird, right? Very weird yeah. because he's literally the game changer. He will literally give you a spark. I mean, with his speed and his and his you know heart and everything. I mean, if if you want to talk about like. Um, an annoying fly just around that will just open things up for everyone else to get their opportunities. That's the guy, you know? So it was just, it was kind of weird. I mean, obviously they don't pay me to to make those decisions. I know Bob Bradley is way more of a f- more brilliant football mind than I probably will ever be, but I just, it just was very weird seeing, you know, seeing yeah. the, that, that him just warming up on the sidelines and just never making it in. It just, it And just, they,
1: they chose Raheem instead
2: a blessing, right? 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 I mean, I was that was
1: the decision saying. for this match yeah Hmm. was it justified i i don't know what what edwards has done recently to 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 pull rank on blessing but that's last thing
2: and and look i love him i wish him the best you know because he's he's suiting up for us he's 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 with us he fights
1: he fights there's no doubt he fights
2: Mm -hmm. i mean it it was kind of what what, he did make me so mad at that game against uh, who, who did we play um Our our last game, our last, uh, when we lost at home, where he just, where he lost, he had the ball right in front of the net and and missed it. Now I'm just kind of like, Hmm. So no,
1: you're, you're just like, okay, well you get what you pay for in many cases in MLS. Yeah. Right. Utility is utility. What does utility mean? That means you're not an expert at anything, but you're okay at everything. Yeah. Right. That's, Mm -hmm. that's what that does. So. It's hard. I mean, maybe Blessing's fatigued, but after, what, two and a half weeks, three, nearly three weeks off, nobody should be fatigued. Yeah, so, yeah, it's hard. It's hard. And, you know, again, credit to to who needs the credit. I think we got, what, a 50th-minute back post tap-in from Cifuentes. Again, he was <laughs> stepping up all game. Yeah. Um, Farfan defensively was fine, but offensively not getting the distribution I think everybody expected on the day. Uh, the back line, it seemed all right. I mean, Ben, how did we give up the goal again? Like, what was the the nonsense well, that went down that the, way?
3: There was like a 50 50 ball in the midfield that Murillo wins. So he passes off the ball to Bryce Duke. And for some reason, Murillo you know, decides to go forward and leave like space in the back behind him. Duke loses the ball in the midfield. You know, we're caught off out of position and transition. You know, Atuesta has the cover for, for Murillo in the back. And then you have Fafa Pico one-on-one against Fafani. <laughs> you know, he he take, takes him on. And I feel like the whole play, it was just players, like, handing off responsibility to the other one. So, like, oh, you got it. You could do it. You got it. And then that just kind of broke everything down. So, I feel like it was a domino effect. And it, it all started with, with uh, Murillo just, you know, going up, up and attack for, for no good reason and just instead of playing it safe. So yeah, it was just, it was just a, a defensive debacle in and all, in all sorts.
1: It was. And I have to say there's, it's criminal that Duke got punished as bad as he did for his error, mm-hmm. because that's the only time he got stripped all game. He yep. was just past the half lines. So you would hope that the guys could recover on the play and he has to dig- they'd have to dig it out of the back of the net on his one mistake. Because otherwise, I thought he was stellar on the day. Yeah, I, I was like, the kid yeah. can pull strings. Yeah. What he did in Vegas, he brought to us. He got caught once. And it was mm-hmm. the ultimate punishment. It cost us a goal. And I'm like, that's just sad. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Because <laughs> I'm like, dude, you make one mistake. And that's the one that gets yeah. dug out of the net. Yeah. Otherwise, it was a great day for him. Like I mm-hmm. was like, banner day. Probably the best performance he's ever had in the black and gold. But one mistake killed us, yeah. And it's not even like a Horta level mistake where he's clearing it bizarrely oh back. God. No, oh it's just a strip at half. Like, dang man, that's that stinks. Brutal. Growing uh, pains. So, yeah, you know, and and I hope he doesn't get punished for it. I I really I see a lot in that kid. I really do. His upside is on another level, guys. Mm-hmm. I just go watch him play at the USL level, which is his right for his age right now where he's at, that's, that's great. He can really build on those matches, but he's he's turning into a player that could definitely become a regular in an MLS lineup. Yep. I'm, I'm serious. He's building into this role guys and and it's great to see him develop as he does as he does that, but having those moments is rough. It, it, it definitely is. Yeah, I, I would right.
3: love to see him play with, alongside, like, you know, Vela and, and Baird and the starters, see how he connects with them. That would be good to see.
1: <laughs> yeah, because coming in as a sub, everything's already in, you know, yeah. to, you're in fifth gear, right? You're flying, and, and then you're like, oh, I got to get up to speed now. Mm-hmm. It's not like right. opening up a match, and then you get into it. Yeah, it's hard, you know coming on a sub is not it's not no easy task obviously so uh, again credit to the kids Jennings I think he was neutralized for the most part on the day um, I think that might have been more from from service related issues
2: yeah
1: you know he wasn't getting what he needed um, knowing what he what his skill set is you have to send the man along and it there wasn't much in it for that so on the day. I guess I guess we can all say it was a massive, massive disappointment on the field, but another success off the field. Yes, uh, that's yeah. probably the best way I can explain this match. Uh, ben, what what would your assessment on the day be? Your final thoughts on? I this mean, day? you
3: know, although we, we didn't get the result, I did like that the team, you know, pushed until the end. They did; they never gave up. You know, they tried to to get that winning goal. I know. Raheem Edwards had a was very close in the last five minutes, and Rossi had that. I think two ch- two shots in the last five minutes as well. So you know, I like that we didn't we kept pushing the game until the end, and that's a positive I will take away from from this match. Mm-hmm.
1: There we go. So there's something to pull. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Jason, what's your take? Did you get a good chance to take a look at this thing? Oh, muted. Muted, sir. Muted.
0: There we go. Yay. Yeah, I uh I unfortunately had... uh Oh
1: man, he's having trouble tonight. How's that sound? Is that better? You got us now. There you go. Okay, sir.
0: all right. Yeah, I had fortunately made plans with a group of friends for that night. So I was recorded the game and then I got home from the baseball game. I was like, all right, can watch the LASC game and you know, I have your DVR something and it's just, is choppy the entire time. And it just looks like it's on pause the entire time. It's done that effect like for the first five minutes, but it was, I was so like disappointed. So like I had to go to like the yeah. 15 minute version. So I had to see the score. And then I was like, man, I was all Aww. like, I, I drove home. I, I got home from Anaheim in less than 30 minutes. So, which is like, that's pretty good. So, uh, my detroit tigers lose two nights in a row but um it was so but uh just from what i saw it just seems like they just can't put the ball away it's just very frustrating right now just especially from where we were like two three years ago where we were just like the team the i mean we we were the team that scored a bunch of goals and it was like when you went to an lac game you were gonna see goals and then just to see this right now, it's it's kind of frustrating. Just it's to, hard. It's hard. And my sometimes I think maybe teams know the Bob system and they go up against us. They're always going to have the four three three. I mean, yeah, they they they. I think teams know the Bob system now. It's like now they know how to go up against it. And it's been what this is the fourth year, and now teams are kind of like, okay, we're playing Laoc. It's going to be Bob Bradley's system, and Bob does sure. not change a thing so that's kind of how i see it so from yeah i was bummed i didn't get to see the and and the reason why i wanted to watch the whole game on tv was to hear the thirty two fifty two, and um, then just to, yeah. to i was like because i knew i mean i was bummed i couldn't go then I, I talked about going to the tailgate but i had in previous i'll tell you guys off here what i was doing later so before the game All right. but, good. <laughs> but uh I really wanted to hear the 3252 and just because just to hear it back. I mean, I heard so many people like the 110 football uh, guys, they, they did a post game and they interviewed like tons of people after the game outside the stadium. And they were just talking about the atmosphere at the game. And they just said, it was amazing. Even though we tied, we prefer a win, but uh, it was, they said that was amazing. So, but, it's frustrating just to see them not put games of finish, like not shooting the ball. I mean, it was nice to see even Raheem Rahe- Rahe- Edwards didn't score that mm-hmm. goal. Mm-hmm. To see him make a shot, I mean, I think it was the 75th minute or so, 77. You know, he made that shot. I mean, at least he's he's shooting the ball. I mean, it's <laughs> so frustrating watching us right yeah. now. It's like, oh, it's, it's been tough. It's tough.
1: Yeah, it's really tough, you know, and so the three big questions and I could throw it out to everybody that's listening right now and watching the show um, and throw to you guys. Yes, we talked about great expectations versus measured expectations, but should we consider our window closed or closing on chances for a cup at this point? I mean, are we there? Are we to the point where we have to say this? I'll be honest, right now I don't see it. I mean, the way we're playing right now.
0: I mean, I'm this is what I'm hoping. I'm hoping we're like what Seattle does every year: look bad, kind of decent, you know, the end yeah. of season, then just turn it up at yeah. the end of the season. I mean, it's scary to see Seattle right mm-hmm. now, where Seattle is like playing good now. Usually, Seattle isn't playing like this to the beginning of the season. So I'm hoping we can be system. a Seattle.
1: Yeah, it's a new system for them. That's what it is. Everybody's trying to get used to it, this thing, and they're they're throttling people that don't know it yet. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the playoffs there. Uh, ben, do you think the window is is quickly closing for us at this point?
3: Uh, no, I think it's still still pretty early. I know you know it's not we're not in great shape right now. There's still a long way to go. I think if we can just get a few, you know three, four-game winning streak, we're back in this thing. So I, I wouldn't panic just yet, but, you know, the window is not too far from closing. So I would give it another four or five games and then ask me again, then and I'll give you an answer for sure.
1: There we go. Fresco, what's your take?
3: Um, I don't think the window's closed, closed yet.
2: Um But I do think that um, it's, it's very dangerous if we get uh, too complacent. And by we, I mean, you know, like the, the actual the, the people actually on the field and, you know, making those decisions. Because I think it is very easy to say, well, we can turn it on at any time. You know, look at, you know, how good we were a couple of years ago and kind of, you know, kind of fall in love with our with our very, very short history and kind of just assume that we'll get it all figured out, you know, and, and at some point that they'll, they'll, it'll come through. Um, so I think that if, if that mindset um, is, you know, in any way shows up, then I think we are in trouble. But um, I definitely think, like, like what Benjamin said, you know, um, you know, it's it's all about when you peak. It's all about when you when you start to gel. And um, you know, I, I know for a fact they they're not happy about about the results. They don't, you know, no, no one to, no one likes to draw and lose. And you know, as fans, I mean, we've been spoiled. I mean, from the moment we stepped on the field for the first for our first match against Seattle back in 2018, we were that team. You know, so it's very tough right now to see us in this state. Because we're not used to it. The players aren't used to it. The fans definitely aren't used to it. Um, so, um, yeah. I mean, I think we, we still have our shot, but we need to take it and quick.
1: We got to learn how to win ugly, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's that's yeah. it. We don't have the D.O.'s to save us in the 90th minute right now. Maybe we, Maybe we should. Maybe we should. Yeah. That would be beautiful. Uh, so, yeah. I You know, to me... The window will close if Rosie leaves, right? If he goes in this transfer window and we don't have a strong replacement for him, then I got be, to gotta be like, oh well, there goes that. Uh, but if there's something else in the cards we don't know about and some surprise that's going to hit us, okay, you yeah. know, I do believe we are one. Honestly, I believe we're one player short right now.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, I, I think we just need another impact player next to Tuwistah. Um to to shake things up in the midfield and create a better competition for places in the midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it'll bring out even more from our guys and yeah, pull some strings. Like, and we'll talk about you know, the team we're playing next. They made a move like that in the midfield. And we'll talk about that guy in a few seconds with Ben. So if they can do it, Dallas, cheapo Dallas can do it, who depends on selling players to Bayern Munich every other week maybe we could find a way to bring somebody in too. So there's that. Uh, Bright spots in the day, the young kids that were stepping up, Duke. To me, he's a story. Um, Yeah, you know, that to me, taking on the youth, and of course the bright spots are outside of the stadium, right? Us, we're the bright spot. So, yeah, that's where it's at. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Any other conversations before we move on to... Another match, another story. We're good to move on, right, guys? All
2: good. All
1: right, yeah, let's I do this. this. I'm going to hand All this right. over to you, Mr. Jason Ariano. Uh, now that All we got right. through the first talk of football, let's talk about some culture stuff, man. Give us our record of the day, our vinyl of the day, sir.
0: Oh, okay. Today I picked, uh, actually, I've was. been I mean, looking at some of the comments. There's some good comments here. And uh, Jerry from Heart of LA, I mean, from uh, 110 Football, is <laughs> on there right now. He did the interviews. Uh, congratulations to him. he just graduated from high school so hey awesome Congrats, job jerry. Man. so jerry you're you're awesome but yeah i picked uh today there we go uh it's mxpx's album from 2018 their self-titled album uh i actually the reason why i picked this today was because i saw mxpx at knott's berry farm back in 1995 well i mean they played at the uh where they do the Western show when you walk in. I mean, yeah. this is back before Teenage Politics came out. I mean, I'm dating myself right now, big time. Dang, and uh, yeah. so, but this latest, their album that came out a few years ago, if you like their album, like Life in General or something, it's, to me, it was their best album in like 20 years. It's a great album. Uh, there's a song on the album that really, what's funny is like the lead singer, he's like the same age. He's like a year older than me, but his life is kind of like me, you know. Got married around the same time, um, had kids at the same time. He didn't get divorced like me, but his kids are the same age as me. And uh so his like a lot of the songs now are about like being a dad and like having life. And there's a song, it touches me every time I hear it. it uh, it's called "Moments Like This." It's called "Moments," and the the chorus goes, "It's moments like this that I'm gonna miss when I'm dead and gone, and I can't kiss my kids when they look up to the sky and think about me." And there's times I hear that song and it. Brings tears to my eyes because it just makes me think of my daughters. So, um, but it's a great album. I mean, MXPX, I've been listening to them since like '93, '94, '94. So, yeah, I mean, I think right. a, lot of, a, a lot of our listeners weren't even alive then. So, I'm really dating myself. So, I'm be like, dude, this guy's been listening to music for that long. Yeah, it's a, it's a great album. Uh, uh, check it out on, whether it's on Spotify. I have it on vinyl. That's 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 my I, I bought it. I was, a. Uh, it was on a What's uh, oh gosh uh, Kickstarter? I was one of the Kickstarter wow. supporters, so got the vinyl and you know so. Dude, I think yeah. that was
1: freshman year of high school for me, dude. Oh wow! Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I'm a couple years older. I think I'm a couple years older. So, definitely.
1: I think I saw those guys at like the Glass House, man. I I don't know that's ancient history I think yeah you, oh I, I still know. go to the
0: glass house yeah
2: yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's you have no
2: idea where you're what you're talking about right now yeah. just,
1: I know we're dating or yeah. we're, we're, we're dating ourselves hey
2: glad like gla- I'm so. like 10 minutes
1: away from the glass house so uh,
0: <laughs> I'm actually October 22nd I'm going to my first show back October 22nd the glass house? Uh, yeah uh, voodoo glow oh, schools geez. di uh, is a, Dr.
1: Strange Records is having his 30th anniversary like uh,
0: show. Like so. at Fresco,
1: he's like, "I'm not sampling any of this stuff, man." Like, <laughs> no,
2: I, I no. might, I might do it and throw you guys off one day. You guys will be like, "Well, but you you would probably be the only two people in, that that do what I was doing." So
1: and mm-hmm. I was like, "I'm sitting there like I should have thrown up mine like Exodus, man, like Bob Marley, <laughs> right? Like throw that in as a vinyl this week, like come on now, um, that's our alternative." We'll call that the alternative, right? Uh so yeah, right. So, dude, I, I love MXPX. That that was my era for punk as well. Kind of sorta, right? As high school yeah. years. They're, they're still. Awesome. I mean, what's great? Yeah. They're still around.
0: Uh, the lead singer's got a cool podcast. Uh, it's it, it's I like listening to it.
1: Um, yeah, give him to the bank, man.
0: <laughs> yeah he he still looks. I mean, that guy doesn't age. The other two guys, they've definitely aged. Um, but the lead yeah. singer, Mike Herrera. I mean, that guy. Hey man, I mean he's a good looking dude. I gotta, I gotta admit to that, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. Aging well. Aging well. He, he yeah. ages very well. Yeah. There we are, man. Thank you for the record. Uh vinyl of the of the week. Let's get some competition and some other styles in there. I challenge, I challenge everyone. Give us some some nominations. So we can throw them out there as well. Uh but yeah, man, it's it's much appreciated. And dude, the LFC vinyl club is like rocking it. So Love y'all, everyone involved. So cool. Uh, Also, as we move on to the game, I just also wanted to give a shout out to everybody involved with the club that's creating these amazing movie posters in case you've seen them. Definitely look into it. Follow everybody involved. Um, They're really unique this season. So I'll just say that. Do your homework. Check it out on Twitter and everywhere else and follow the boys behind that. Um, All right. So I did a throw up one other thing that happened with me, uh, LA, the LAFC Fantasy League that's going on. Yeah, the Money League, guys. Um, I'm still sitting in the second spot. Uh, man, first place. Their donuts is kind of pulling away with it. But it's all good, though. I actually got the swag from last month. So shout out to Martell Beard Company, who sent me beard oil. Dude, you found the right guy for the job on this one. Um, dude, it's like it was called like smoke. So it's kind of like this Humidor kind of smoky smell. And um, it's not smell of vision guys, but good stuff, guys. It's good quality stuff. So shout out to Martell Beard Company for the amazing, amazing prize. I actually won. Like It's so, so cool. So um, I got to keep it up, though, because they're pulling away from me. I might not get the first place this season if I don't step it up. So. Look out for that, man. I'm going to put the work in this week. I know these games are coming up quick. Uh, other things going on? Well, let's transition on. We got to talk about another match. We have a rare midweek match at home. I know if you weren't happy enough and you haven't recovered enough with the voice, tough luck. You got to go perform on Wednesday as well. So bring it Wednesday is here. That's why I brought in Ben to talk about what is going on uh, with FC Dallas. So, sir, I'm going to hand this off to you. Let's talk some FC Dallas, man.
3: Yeah. So they're currently in last place in the West. But like you mentioned earlier, that are not for long. Um, they're winless in their last five games. Only one win this season against Portland back on May 1st. That was like week three of this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 0 and 3 on the road this season, so that's that. That could be a good sign for us. Uh, they're not a very good road team. Only one goal scored on the road this season. Uh, they're not a they're not a very good offensive team, and they're kind of a little shaky on defense. But the good thing for them is that they are getting some players back. For example, um, Jesus Ferreira. Uh, he's he returned from injury in the last game against Minnesota. He was on the uh, U.S. uh Olympic Olympic squad for the uh the tournament they played in Mexico earlier this year he's coming back from an injury um Paxton call Also got his first start in the last match. Uh he's played every game this season but he's always coming in as a sub. Now he's apparently healthy enough to be a starter. And lastly they just signed a DP which you uh, mentioned earlier uh defensive midfielder uh, Facundo Quiñon from Argentina. Quinone, yeah. Yeah, Quiñon a uh, 20-year-old uh, d- defensive midfielder, and he he made his debut last week. So, you know, they're getting reinforcements uh, here and there slowly, so I, I don't expect them to be in last place for long. But, yeah, uh, who's standing out right now? I would say uh, Colombian Jader O'Brien. Uh, him and Ricardo Pepe each have two goals for Dallas this season. And then uh-huh. also Pamukkaw. And Ryan Hollingshead, their defender, each have two assists. So I've said yeah. I feel like those four guys we, we gotta watch out for, and also their their striker Francisco Jara, he's their he's their DP. He does cause a lot of problems in the offense. He only has one goal this year, but you know he's a he's a big body. He he protects the ball well. You know he he's good with his back to goal. So uh, Mario Segura will definitely have their hands full on Wednesday night.
1: Yeah, depending on how they used him, because I know for a while he was playing out wide in this match. They brought him in. Uh point call. I think he played only 46 minutes because they have other guys that need to get in the game. They're now healthy. So it's very much a transitional lineup. I think the only thing that we could pretty much be certain of is it's probably going to be the four, two, three, one. Yeah. I know that lineup, our our kryptonite lineup is what we're going to be dealing with. Um, They're going to do the same thing to us again, because honestly they're terrible in transition. And the only thing they're really good at is counters under the circumstances. I know with better health with players coming in, you could surprise us this match with a better performance, but they haven't had a lot of time together with all these guys being healthy. And the DP is only in his second match. Now I will say in the last match that they, they pretty much blew against Minnesota. Um, I mean, they came back from behind, but the first goal was such trash. I mean, it was, it was the new guy getting stripped at half line and then the transition just tearing them apart. Um, their center backs to me are, are a bit of an adventure uh, <laughs> if you watch them, but I know that I guess their their actual starter missed the match cause he was getting a green card. Is that the case, Ben? Did you hear about that?
3: Yeah. Uh, Bresson. Yeah. he he's, he got yeah. his green card now. Yeah. So he should be back for this one. And also, uh, uh, Hedges also out with injury, so they'll they'll be missing him as well in the defense.
1: So, so Hedges is still not going to be there, right? I mean, that's... yeah, I don't
3: think so. I think I don't think he's going to okay. play for this one.
1: So it's like Martinez or Burgess would get the start then in the middle, yeah. right? With right, okay,
3: with uh, Hollingshead and Munjoma M- 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 in the back line.
1: Okay, you think Nelson's going to start on the left again in the back? Uh,
3: May- it depends because you know they're on they're on short rest as well. They have three games this week, also. So they might do some rotations like us. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't get easier for them. On the weekend they gotta play against New England. So Ooh, that's tough. Yeah, but they'll be at home against New England. So that that makes life a little bit better. Except, dude, New England looks legit. So yeah. um they have to feel that if they're gonna steal any points, it'll be against us, even though they have only one win all season and it wasn't on the road. -hmm. Uh yeah, they got a lot to play for, and it's quick. They're running out of time, they're not getting results against teams they should be getting results against. This is not, I'll keep saying this. I don't really think they're a bad team per se. They're just a team that never has a full lineup. (laughs) They've had a lot of injuries, call ups. Like they're they've got five guys getting called up for gold cup, and they're last place in the West, and they got five (laughs) guys that are getting pulled. Like you haven't got a chance, and then they got this other young kid that's getting suited by, you know, Bayern. Right. But he doesn't even play. You're like, wait, so he's good enough to go to Bayern, but not good enough to break your eleven here yeah. in last place. Weird things going on. Weird things. I got, I got to think that what Luchi Gonzalez is, is going to be like. If he doesn't figure things out quick, he's going to be out of a job. I know how important he is in the organization and how much history he has, but dude, you can't sit on the bottom of the league. You have too much talent to be at the bottom. You really do. Um, and it's young talent, but they have the talent to be better yeah. than where they're at. So definitely it's a team that, that has their backs against the wall. Uh, I just think for us, we need to be super careful in this match. They're not a pushover at all. Uh, but if we can get our cycle going, if we can keep the movement going, they really won't stand a chance against us. They really won't. It's just we have to get our rhythm. Our, it's it's about us. This, it's all about us, this match, if we perform. Uh, right, Ben? I mean, you think the same thing, right? I mean.
3: Yeah. H- how much rotation do you think Bob will make? Like, do you think he'll make a lot of changes for this one, considering the match no. against SKC on Saturday?
1: No, I don't. All right. Sorry. I don't. I, I just, when is he shown like, the willingness to do rotation unless the hand is forced? right? I love you, Bob, but I know they're gonna be happy with that. I don't really care. I'm getting tired of it. I know, I, I know the faithful are tired of it. You know, gotta give people chances. You have to force competition, and we're not doing it yet.
3: We're not. So you, you see the same starting eleven against Houston. This one against Dallas. Who wants
1: to bet me a beer? Case starts. <laughs> Would you, you guys even bet a beer on that?
3: i actually. We'll
2: take that. I will take that bet. I will you take think he's that. not going to start. I, I don't I don't I don't think so. I mean well, I mean I it's 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 very likely I very likely I'm going to lose this bet. <laughs> I feel like if there's a if there's a any game that I would use, it would probably be this because I mean look at this we have we have he just got back from from uh-huh. from playing internationally gets tossed right into the starting lineup. Now he's playing again on Wednesday, then you've got another game on Saturday. I'm like and then this is against Dallas. So I feel like if if this is I feel like this will be the game to give him, get him some rest. I feel like it. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that bet. Um, just let me know now what your favorite beer is, but. I'll take that bet.
1: <laughs> well, I, I'll i keep playing the shiner since we're team. We're playing a team from Texas. The shiner just continues to flow. Thank you, Jason, by the way. uh, Yeah. The shiner continues to flow. So if- that'll be our bet. Okay. Um, right back. Do you think it's going to be Tristan or moon guys?
3: I think Tristan starts, but maybe Moon gets, like, maybe 30, 30 minutes, not just, like, 10 or 15. That's okay. my thing.
1: You? That's, um, it should be Moon for the, for the sake of rotation because we're going to Kansas City. But it won't yeah, be. Yeah, and, and Moon's looking better. I mean, right, he he looked good. This, from what I saw, this did past- he just embarrass yeah. one of their dudes? Like, yeah, Richard, oh,
2: yeah, yes. He's
1: hungry. Yeah. Well, feed the man. He's hungry. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on, let, let it get him some minutes. This is a good game for those minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially you Up got those top.
0: midweek, those midweek games. I mean, like you were like uh, DJ was saying, I was shocked to see K starting. I was like, he just played two games. On the other side of the country, I mean, World Cup qualifiers, they weren't friendly. Those are big, big games. So you know he gave 110% for Canada. And then to play, again, I mean, he only lasted one half. I mean, he probably, I mean, if he only played one half, he was not
1: 100%. No. You got to go, like, why didn't Duke get that? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens this time. We don't even know who's going to make the final 18 because we don't know who's going to go flying off the Vegas again. Uh, It's hard, man. Like, I just – you get to that point where you're not sure, and you're not sure who's really earning their place, you know? You think we call, Mo- think
2: we call Musashi the moose back?
1: <sighs> <laughs> I'm not sold, man. Like, I'm not. I, I – Last year's Moose is not this year's Moose so far. Yeah, that's what I was
0: going to say. He's he's just not the same at all. I mean, get, he needs this more time year, in Vegas. He looks like a USL player this year. Mm. Last year he didn't. This year he does. Okay,
1: It's weird. It's weird. Because I know it's in him. It's just right now he's not in form. Not in the form that I think we expect. Uh, I don't expect any changes to the front line in this match. It's going to be the same three with that you know maybe maybe blessing pushes out Sifuentes. we don't want this but i think that's that could be a case in this right. match what, i know what? i well it's not my choice i'm predicting and projecting at this point it wouldn't be my choice What's i want to take the three points so i'm in the world of you take the three points now mm-hmm. right get your three points you need them desperately mm-hmm. at home yeah. Whatever happens in SKC happens in SKC, but you need to win now.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Forget it. Go. Um, will that happen? I don't know. You know, I I really, my confidence level in the decision-making right now is not is not at its highest because I shouldn't be predicting with Fresco as a teacher exactly what Bob's going to do before he does it. If I can figure it out, that means everybody else in the league can figure it out.
0: Yeah, everybody knows what Bob's going
1: to do. Even the minutes when the substitutions are going to happen, I'm starting yeah. to hit those right, and that's just scary, guys. That, not, that
2: was very scary. scary. I'm not going to lie. I was like, hey, listen, uh, let's just get out of here. You just go ahead and pick the next lottery numbers, bro, because this is <laughs> this, <laughs> this is thing.
1: getting ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that's um, that's where I was, and I'm like, here's the deal. I hope I'm 100% wrong for the sake of the club. right? I, I, I hope to eat crow this week. I really do. I do. Do I think I will? Probably not, but I hope I do. Um, prove me wrong. Get a little wild there, Bob. We'd love to see it. Um, no, we need to shake things up. It's got to be a little weird, right? Yeah. Throw up a lineup nobody's expecting just to make it make it crazy. So, yeah, that that's where I'm at on this. Uh, players injured? I mean, do we have any changes? Is it the same thing, Ben?
3: Yeah, it's the same ones. I think Eric Duenas. Tony Leone and Opoku are the only ones that are listed out. Everybody okay. else is pretty much healthy. Yeah.
1: So we again no change there. Mm-hmm. Uh, to you, who's really deserved a part in the starting eleven, Ben? Uh
3: Mike. well definitely Cifuentes has already solidified himself as a starter, so he's uh, locked mm-hmm. it in now. Uh, I think Kim Mun Juan deserves a start. At least at least he, he deserves a chance to start, you know. Because he he's shown that every time he comes into the game, you know, he, he brings energy, he brings pace. So I, I think Blackman maybe gets a rest in this one. And hopefully we see Kim Won Juan get a start. I don't think that's gonna happen, but I hope I hope it does. And Bryce Duke, I mean, get give him a start in this in this midweek midweek match. You know, there's not I mean, do do you feel that this game brings pressure to someone like Bryce Duke? You know, is it a must win situation game? Where if he starts, will he kind of crumble under pressure? Are you thinking handle it?
1: It's fast and loose against Dallas. I watched the game against Minnesota. They don't really tighten things up. And if you give him room, just like I saw it against San Antonio, if he gets that level of space, he's gonna tear him up. So I don't think there's any pressure because they don't they don't close in. Like I don't I, I don't see anything tight with that team right now. It, it they're more of the you know, run back and forth, even though they're designed mm-hmm. not to be, they're <laughs> just not efficient enough to get to that. Yeah. So I think you'd yeah. be fine in this match. You know, I, I agree with you. Could you imagine a lineup where it's, where, where it's Duke at twice if went in the midfield, moon it right back far fans going to be at left back, you know, your two center backs, you know, sis is in the goal mm-hmm. top lines, Baird, Vela Rossi. Cause that's what we do. Yeah. Uh, I think you see something a little interesting. I think there'd be a little, more, a new dynamic involved if we saw that lineup. Yeah. I
3: would love I to see that.
1: that. Yeah. I like, I like Bren. So I'm looking in the back. Uh, I'm going to throw some comments. Cause I thought it was pretty cool from Brendan. Brendan from Australia says start Jennings. Gambler, <laughs> sir. Gambler, yeah. sir. Um, you know, Jenny
3: was actually drafted by Dallas and he got cut. Dude, so maybe it's revenge. A, a revenge game. Yeah. It wasn't even a cut.
1: Apparently, he didn't agree to the contract.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah. But they
1: held his rights because he cost us money to get him and he went and played the minor, minor leagues and, and ripped it up. So, mm-hmm. apparently, there was an issue there with contracts. We never even got a shot, man. Mm-hmm. Um. So, it'd be cool to get Jennings in the lineup, Brendan, because he'd be angry and angry is yes. a good thing.
3: <laughs>
1: good. I like what Hooligan Ox says. Duke will show what he's made of. I think he will too. I really like what Duke's bringing this season. He's going to be the story if we get in more time. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Mark Lopez is asking, is Moon still not match fit or why isn't he starting? He's explosive and quality. I agree with you, Mark. I don't understand at this point. I do. From what I'm seeing, I'm not seeing a guy that's hobbled or slowed down. He seems like he's in it. He went and, go, went and played for Korea and had no issues there. Right? So I don't, I don't know. I think he's there. I'm, I'm 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 on Ben's like bandwagon here. The man needs minutes. The man needs minutes. Good call. Uh Jerry from the 110 says we need to take some risks, no? Yeah, we do. Absolutely. Yeah, we do cuz you know what happens if we lose this week, guys? We could be in last place. That ain't LAFC. So <clears throat> Or he goes to the risk takers. That's what got us where we're at, right? As the yeah. challenger club. Agreed. <laughs> Brendan, crazy like Vela in goal. <laughs> crazy like a hole in my head. No, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ugh, no. Uh, though he'd try because he's Vela and he'll do anything for the club. Yeah. Let's see. Vegas don't have a midweek exactly. So we can pick anybody we choose. Good call there. Brendan mentioned some minutes. Fresco, the surprise guest. Yeah, I didn't announce it, but, dude, like, I think I, we were in the stands, and I'm like, hey, Fresco, want to come on this week? And it was like that. So, uh, because, dude, he's, he's he's my brother, and I'm back home and can finally have everybody back on again. So, uh, you don't know how much work Fresco does in the background for Black Army and the faithful uh dude brother all the way
2: That's um sure. by the way um those TFOs are he- heavy as hell i just need <laughs> everybody to know that i did not realize because that you think oh you know you got about a whole bunch of us pulling those strings and stuff and it's fine when we took them things down man i felt like i was i felt like i was on american ninja warrior man that thing everybody who was involved in that man shout out to you guys that is work that is work so Um, you know, and, and that's just, that's just a small part. You know, you had the people tracing, painting, they had to practice it. They had to see what went wrong, what went right. I mean, they don't just paint this thing and then bring it, bring it to the match on game day and, you know, hook it up. I mean, it's, it's a lot of work that goes into it. So, um, there's a lot of, you know, if you've ever worked in production or any sort of, you know, if you, if you, even if you worked in your school play, you know, all the moving pieces, you know, so shout out to everybody involved and that, that do this every week. You know, Matt, yeah. day out, you know, so it's
1: huge. Huge shout out to Gil from Cuervos. Uh, he is the director of TIFO for the 3252. He's the one that had to herd cats and make this thing happen and do a midweek paint job. Like, during the day, in the middle of the week, how hard is it to find people? And he's finding people. Um, I will say that we don't, we you know, we, we sh- showcase the management or the, the magic, but not the machinery, right? In this case, the machinery needs to be focused on because I can tell you that Tifa was troublesome um, up and down. Like I got drafted in at the last second because I've done a million of these things and it's dude, it's the fam, right? You're going to do whatever you can for the cause. This one was a troublemaker and it took all hands on deck and a lot of experienced people to to get it up and get it back down and keep it straight from becoming this madness because it was catching every. This, this is probably one of the hardest ones we've ever done. So. Uh, especially on the short, like midweek setup. It's just, it, it's rough, right? Um, and then if, when you do break down, it's even harder because you have to take it all apart and carry that bad boy out. So shout out to everyone involved in the painting process and everywhere, because you guys, it's hours and hours of work. For something, that's only going to be up for a few seconds, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, it's a, a moment that in memory lasts a lifetime. And that's why we do what we do. Just ask Ziggy uh, and and you see his reactions and it's real, guys. So uh, shout out to everyone involved. It was absolutely amazing. Uh, any other comments from the crew as we move forward here? Um, ben, I wanted to throw one thing at you. Who needs to step up in this match to get us a result?
3: Carlos Vela. I mean, he, he's he been a little, little slow as of late. But also, you know, teams are double-teaming him, I think, sometimes. So it, credit to the defense as well. They're kind of figuring him out. But I think he needs to, you know, maybe, instead of you know having the ball on his feet, make some runs or create some movement off the ball. You know, let the ball go a little bit quicker. You know, you can't dribble and run as fast as you used to. You know, you kind of play a little bit smarter. So I think He has to step up his game big time. And another one I would say would be Corey Baird. You know, he kind of struggled a little bit in in this last game. And the chemistry between Vela and Baird hasn't been great, you know, in these last few games. I would say just getting those two involved um, in their perspective positions would be be great for this one.
1: Well said, sir. I like your choice. Uh, Outside of that, Rossi wasn't the usual Rossi in this last match. And so if Rosie gets a step up, we're in a good world. We we need angry Rosie. Remember when he gets mad, especially when like against the bigger teams. We need angry. We need that that edgy Rosie because I've always loved tight games with Rosie because Rosie tends to get mad at guys that mark him tight, and then he burns (laughs) them and makes a beautiful. Card
2: on every foul. He's always asking for a yellow card for every foul.
1: So (laughs) you got to clip him early, then he gets mad, and then we get a better Rosie. So. Hey, go ahead, Dallas. Take your best shot and do it at your own peril. So, yeah, there it is. Uh, good stuff. Jason, uh, what are you looking for from this last, latest match? <clears throat> Microphone. All
0: right. Sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, Wednesday, we, this is, I mean, we, we should have won Saturday. Saturday felt more like a loss, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah. We, we need those three points, especially that the rehome opener. I mean, the, just for I, I really thought like it was going to be one of those games that like we'd score in the 90th minute and you know, the crowd just oh. I thought it was going to be that. I mean, yeah. I the, the we the Richter scale would have hit that there they, they would have the news would have been like, I think we had an earthquake in downtown yeah. LA if we would have. If we would and it didn't matter who's if anyone scored to, to win the game. No one would have
2: went home. No one yeah. would have left the stadium.
0: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And Wednesday oh. we we need the three points, man. I mean, to get one point against Houston at home, that's uh it's disappointing. I mean I don't see they, play it.
1: Yeah, they're not a playoff team, right? Do you think Houston's a playoff team?
0: No, no, they're they're oh. de- they're we're better than them. We we are a better team than them, and it just, it's so frustrating to watch right now where we know we're better than this. We know we're better than our record shows. We know we're better than our last two games we've had, you know, it's so they need to come out strong Wednesday. And I think Ben mentioned uh Vela. Uh, I mean, he is our best player. He, he needs a score. Yeah. I mean, we need uh, something. Yeah. It's, it's been very frustrating. So,
1: that's. Imagine if he developed a minor back-to-goal mentality. I'm going to hold this ball and, and drill it to my wings. Wouldn't that be a wild dynamic if he was able to just kind of switch that up? Mm-hmm. Nobody's expecting it. They're expecting the turn and shoot, right? That That's that's Lander, cuts it across you and then hangs it. But if he's like, no, nah, I'm going to distribute today, that, that might throw things, again, Something a little bit off, some little change, just to find something, because right now it's predictable. Fresco, what are you looking for in this match?
2: Um, I think Benjamin, um, you know, of of course, I I feel like one of the first things I saw was, like, with the the Houston game, that that Rossi wasn't much of a factor. And I would like to see him um, a huge factor in this game. But the thing for me is, you know, I like seeing Bella when he's making runs off the ball. And I remember looking at you and telling you this during the game um, on Saturday. Um, you know, we all bashed uh, Brian Rodriguez and everything, but the, he wasn't—he wasn't even if it was just a distraction. You know, he was he would able to he was able to make a lot of moves up and down the wings. And and when you're doing that, it kind of frees up, you know, your your Velas and your Rossi's and your and your deals and whoever's in the front. You know, so I, I would like to see him kind of put himself in a position where he can um, do what makes him great. And he can get those shots to the top corner and bring the ball over to his left foot. You know, he may not be accelerating past defenders like he did back in 2019, but um, you know, I would like to see, you know, them set up some, you know, some runs where, you know, he can kind of get the ball in a situation where he can attack right away and keep these defenses on their heels because it, it's there, you know, when I see him, you know, moving, you know, you, you see it's not the same Vela, but you don't feel like it's, he's just done, done, you know, I mean, he's still Vela, you know, but I, that, that's kind of what I want to see, you know, and, and like, like Jason said, um, I just want to see three points, man. Right, I I just want to see three points. I want to hear that, that, that chant at the end of the match. Like that, that's what, that's what I want to see, you know? And, and, you know, it's, it's like you said, we just need to win now, you know, to make a basketball reference sometimes, even if it's a layup, you just need to see the ball go into the hoop once to get yourself back into, into that rhythm, you know, let some of these players see that ball hit the back of the net one, a couple times and just let's get it done, you know? Let's get it done. We're with you. We're behind you. You know, we're not jumping shit. You know, I always said that the year we have a, a subpar lackluster season, um, you know, that's when that's when, you know, the 32 52 will really show that we are legit and we're not plastic and we're not fake. And, you know, this is, this isn't the dream start that we've all been that we all that We're all accustomed to. So uh, we're here, you know, we're, we're still, we're yep. still hard. So um, can't, can't wait to see us get those three points. I'm hopeful.
1: Till death, till death, right? Till death do us part. Yes. This is yes. our club. I don't we're, feel like dying anytime us. soon, so let's go. Exactly. You know, it's forever. That's that's the supporter mentality. It has to be. And honestly, the louder, the harder it gets on the field, the tougher the situation. That's when you get just that much louder. Mm-hmm. So just ask Seattle when they couldn't even hear their presentations after our big loss, you know. That's us. That's what we do. That's what you're supposed to do. You don't abandon the team. You question. You should question always question because if it's for the health of the club question it that hundred percent, that to me is support. You're not a cheerleader. You're a supporter. So yeah. you have a right to call things out when they're not right.
2: And you have does, a right
1: to demand better. You
2: will hear me in your ear. Second half. Be ready.
1: Garrett. And you're hearing, you're going to hear me, you know, me yeah. uh, making yeah. terrible substitution like calls and then they happen and like, oh, okay, right. Um, But we're there. And yeah. I'm not going to stop singing. Nope. One fact, I um, also
2: this. want to shout out Houston's keeper. I think what was his name? Matt, Matt, Mavich, Matt,
1: manage, Matt, yeah.
2: He was a good sport because we were giving him, the <laughs> And you know, most keepers because of how, how much we're, we're like, literally like five feet away from these guys, they're walking up. They're totally ignoring us. He was looking dead at us. Like, all right. You know, and, and we, right before um, Sifu's goal, um, we called it. We were like, a goal is coming. A goal is coming. It, it's gonna. It, and two minutes later, we put it in. And he looked dead at us, and we're pointing him like, ah, we told you. So I mean, it, I mean, that, that's what we do. And I can't wait to do that again on Wednesday, man. I'm, I'm hyped. Like,
1: that's dude. That's he had problem. an inner rage. It was oh, good. Yeah. It was, oh, I yeah. like he had it. He had that competitive fire, and that's yeah. fine by me. Yeah. I kept giving him hell about the Colorado mistake that he made. Like I couldn't <laughs> help myself. Yeah. Never forget that, sir. Uh, yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. All right, so I'm going to go to comments from our amazing, amazing faithful uh, asking the hard questions. We'll do a few more of those. And then, of course, the final thought of the day from, from my panel tonight because, dude, I love hearing everything you guys have to say. So here we are. Uh, so, oh, my gosh, Brendan. All right, I'm going to go up a little fire up all the way up to... I'll give a happy one first. Oh, they're messing with you now. Mark Lopez says, DJ Fres... Are you Fresno now? What is that? Um, DJ Fresco. I've
2: never been to Fresno, though, but what's up, Mark? With the No, I do not... No, not at all. Cigarettes kill. Not at all. I actually thought I was, though. I thought it was going to be a little... it. It's very deceiving. Tipo is very deceiving because it's mesh. You know, it's kind of see through, you know. And then you're pulling this thing down, and you're like, wait a minute. It's kind of heavy, you know. So, um, yeah, that, that was an experience, though. Absolutely.
1: It's a pulley, science. It makes things easier. Right. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Uh, we have Carlos saying, now is the time to spread out the minutes. If the minutes aren't divided up, then Bob is just being stubborn. He said yeah. it. He said it.
2: No lies. Detective. Carlos.
1: No lies detective. And of course, Mark did save himself with the fresco. So I just have to make that point. Uh, Jerry Reynoso says big Marley fan, probably the best TIFO we've ever done. Yes. Yeah. It's up there. I agree. Uh, I think message probably in terms of message is the strongest we've ever had and emo in driving emotion without a doubt. It was in the moment. It was right. So, agreed, agreed. And uh, the song choice was perfect, too, according to Jerry. Three Little Birds is, well, get up, stand up, right, for the TIFO itself. Mm -hmm. And then post-game, we got to sing with Ziggy Marley Three Little Birds, which, if you know Mo, this is something he's always wanted the North End to sing. So, it's special, for sure. For sure, maybe that becomes a tradition down the line. See if Three Little Birds makes another uh, appearance, I would be all for it. So we
0: sing it at watch parties whenever we lose after a, a game. So that's a tradition. I mean, we, we we it's not a good tradition when we lose, but uh, we we don't like to sing it much. But when we yeah. do lose, we 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 sing it at the at the our watch party. So,
1: but well, Iax sings it too. So. Uh, yeah, look out for their third kit this year that's an actual Bob Marley jersey, but yeah, just saying. Uh let's see. Front three need to step up according to Carlos C. I agree. I think we all agree. Um, it needs to be better. When Corey Barrett is technically like your your top dog right now on the offense, yeah, better's needed. Uh hooligan ox. Why am I not shocked by this? Ox says we need aggression. Urgh. I agree. Get mean, guys. Maybe we need a midfielder that can get mean. And here there's a certain Sergio Ramos out there that that could somewhere.
2: I would love to get angry. See that. I would love imagine to see that. It. I would love it. I mean, look, I, I I know there's there's so much other stuff we could do, but come on, man. As a as a real Madrid fan, like, please do that for me. Like, please. Just I mean, you could just show so game. Right? I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. Just haven't
1: sent up the Falcon. Right. Too silky. We need sandpaper. Agreed. Yeah. I like what you're thinking, Ox. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, looking forward to sitting down and having lunch and watching lasc get three points on Thursday. Remember, our brother lives in Australia, so it's a lunchtime Thursday game for him. For the rest of us, we're commuting from work and making it happen in the stands. And one day, pray to the Lord, Brendan will be standing with us at one of these games. So we can't wait to have you back, brother. Uh, Jerry Reynoso says, "I got a question for you guys. On paper, is this team an MLS Cup contender? On paper, I'm gonna be tough and throw this
3: to Ben first. Ben, on paper, yeah. I mean, we have you know former MVP. You know, we have the Golden Boot winner. You know, we have one of the best midfielders in the league in Atuesta. So." Yeah, I mean, on paper, it is MLS Cup contender, but, you know, we don't win championships on paper. So you got to show it on the field.
1: Paper ain't going to get it done. That's the truth. Uh, A couple people jumped on as well. Brendan says, on paper, yes. On the field, not at the moment. And then Pablo from Dolly Black and Gold says, not on paper, not on the field. So he's canceling both situations. Like, no one knows, sir.
2: coming in hot.
1: Yeah, Pablo's like me. He's just not seeing it right now. If this was the lineup a year ago, before certain injuries occurred, then it is a contender. But I don't think things were as healthy as we knew at the moment so on paper i'm i'm kind of in his realm i still think we need one more addition to this squad to make it a contender are we a playoff team without a doubt are we going to get through seattle with this lineup you got to get through them to win it all yeah no i don't think we are i think we need prove me wrong guys please prove me wrong i would love to eat cronus once again and lose some beers in the process prove me wrong but i still think we need one more in the in the midfield to get this job done i do somebody somebody angry i'll take angry it's good uh jerry the harder the hardships the bigger the blessings is he talking about blessing is this a, is this kind of a, a hint to blessing uh, okay.
2: um, what you did there Jerry no
1: it's it's true dude true. victories are much sweeter if they came after like a hard moment right you have mm-hmm. to have some struggles to really feel glory it's true it's true yeah and we haven't had real struggles yet let's be honest we've had slight struggles but not real struggles uh Brendan win lose or draw laFC we will adore faithful forevermore. That's for sure. For sure. Agreed, brother. Uh, I like this one. Oh, interesting. Mark. The SIG is a reference to Iguine saying he thought he was going to be able to play an MLS with the SIG in his mouth, but it's much harder than he expected. Dang. Yeah, it is. Because his team ain't nothing. Right? They're not going to do anything this year. Uh, Right? Am I wrong in this? Like Miami... yeah. They can give them six DPS. They're not going to do anything. So, whatevs. Uh, Brendan, think LAFC will have a new team in the development league? We didn't discuss this. Yeah. I know it's a good one to discuss. Yeah. It reminds me of the Bundesliga a little bit, and like their second teams, the Bundesliga sides, most of them play in the third division in Germany. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of feeling like we're kind of doing a little copycat stuff again. Uh we, we really love what Bundesliga does in all I'll measure. I'll be honest. They do. Uh so it kind of f- feels that vibe. Uh will we have a team in the in the development league? I hope we will. That would be cool, but it, it it sounds like we're really, really locked into to Vegas for now. We'll see what happens afterward. I would prefer it. I would prefer it. Uh any takes from you guys on the development league? Um,
2: I, I, I like the concept. Um, I I kind of think it's it's kind of like the our, our happy medium of having like the whole relegation situation. Um, you know, you have your players that are still getting you know chances to play, and that you still want to see more of because it's just it's just only so many spots available, you know. Yeah. Only yeah. only with the rules and everything, and and there, and conversely, there's also so much talent out there that you really want to see develop. You know, you really gotta turn over every rock. And um, um, obviously we're really trying to make um, football grow. And especially in this country, um, which has come leaps and bounds already compared to where it was, you know, a couple decades ago. Um, And I, you know, we, we need stuff like this. We need to get these kids out there and give them an opportunity to play in, in as long as it's competitive. It needs to be competitive. Yep. They need to be uh, being taught the right things with the right coaches, with the right, they need to get the right, the um, you know, staff and front offices and stuff like that, um, you know, and, and as long as they're being taught correctly and as long as they're getting out there and getting those opportunities, I'd love to see that, you know.
1: There it is. Good call, sir. Yeah, no, they need quality minutes. That's for sure, and this is a good chance to do that with a familiar opponent because it will be mostly MLS teams they're playing against, so that's good stuff. Uh, what do you, hard question from Carlos. What do you think Bob can do different to turn this around? (sighs) Be willing to move people out of the lineup that aren't performing. Right. That builds accountability. So that, you know, if your midfield's not getting it done, switch people in and out and make it happen. If somebody on the front line isn't getting it done, they shouldn't be looked at as like gods that can't be touched. Sit them sit them it's fine Uh, for us we're gonna be like what did you just do but honestly you have to build accountability and so shuffling things for the sake of 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 pointing that finger might be a good thing to do so agreed good stuff what you guys have any other thoughts on what bob can do
2: yeah i mean pretty much right yeah you got to be willing to you got to be willing to admit when something isn't working and and you know you can't get too attached to things. Um, and I'm not sure what's going on in his head. I'm not there at the practices. You know what I mean? I'm, some of these players probably just killing it in practice. And then for some, for whatever reason, you know, when the bright lights cut on, maybe, you know, there's stuff that's going on. Maybe So maybe he sees a side that maybe we don't, but yeah, you got to be willing to know. And I know it's tough sometimes, you know, because a lot of these players, some of these players have been rocking with us since, you know, since 2018, to 2019. So uh, they understand, you know, you know, Bob's language, his, you know, his system, and everything. But if it's not working, you know, when when the when the points are on the line, then you got to be willing to kind of switch it up. So the team that adjusts best wins, always, and that's yeah. what for sport, yeah, you know, adapter, die. Right. So,
1: ask yeah. Seattle, right? Yeah, totally switching things up for the sake of the changes. There yeah. it is. Uh, we got some confidence coming from Mike Mote. Uh LAC wins three to one this weekend. Let's do this. Let it. I'm with it. I'm with it. Boom. I like it. I like it. Three beer showers on the day. I, I need a shower. That sounds great. Three beer showers are for me. I dig it. Uh, Brendan, if USL are smart, they will have all MLS two teams playing for zero points for the rest of the season and push hard to show. They are pro rel, they're the pro rel of USA football. I'm just gonna say this: There's a better chance of merging with Liga East than there is going to pro-rel. Yeah. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Um, too much money, too many billionaires involved. They just they don't want to lose the money. So, and and you have to buy into the league. You don't earn your way in the league. So the whole model is different. Uh, Pablo says, "I would rather have LaFC two than Vegas." Where is identity if we keep going around supporting USL teams from different cities and different colors? I will say, yes, a player playing for the black and gold through and through. I think you'll see more out of them than then switching into a confetti Jersey every other week. Good take. It Pop. Feels yeah. almost like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y- yeah. Good take. Good take. Uh, Brendan, you should show. This is that there is pro Rel in the USA yeah i guess but she can still buy her way out i think so yeah we'll see what happens there they need to show that they can keep teams in the league for more than three seasons in the usl not folding up and stuff like that so yeah it's tough uh mike or mika says uh bob can't seat the players that aren't performing because at this point he already lost control of the team it's more than obvious that players aren't backing him up on the field i don't know about that yet i think some players might be if they're, ha- they're half the foot's out the door already um but no i think there's a competition for places and guys want to keep their jobs i mean it's mls where are they going to go after this so right the usl and nobody wants to do that you know they're 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 in it still. I think some guys are getting frustrated, though, because they're not getting rewards. Like, if I was Moon, I'd start getting frustrated, right? Certain guys should be frustrated because they're putting in the right minutes, but not getting – they're not getting it. So, yeah, I get that. Uh, Mark Lopez says, the keeper went from our shakiest position to our most solid with Cisniega. Good take, sir. I agree, man. I don't even worry about goalkeeper anymore.
2: We're good. Yeah, for real. And honestly, there was a save he made that we could have easily lost that game 2-1. He, that was it. Was a dope save that he made, and I think it was the second half where I was just kind of like, "Whoa!" Mm-hmm. It was like point blank, and I was like, "Man, dang!" And then I just saw him punch it over the bar. I was like, "Thank you, thank you." Yeah, so, he
1: bailed us out a couple times.
2: Yeah. A couple it kind of makes you wonder what would have happened if we would have just put our and all of our energy behind him from from jump. I mean, I I mean, obviously Tyler did a lot of good things for us, but um, when it was kind of like that. If he, you know, kind of we're dealing with Tyler, we're dealing with Pablo, we're dealing with Tyler, deal with Pablo, then we bring in Vermeer. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I wonder what, what where we could have been at if we just said, Pablo, you're the dude, go to work, it's your job to lose, you know?
1: Yeah, grind it, kid. Yeah. Right? That yeah. probably would have gotten us farther, to be honest. Yeah. In hindsight, right? In hindsight. Of
2: course.
1: Uh, but, yeah, he looks like the starter and Romero looks like a good understudy because he's putting in decent minutes for Vegas. So. Yeah. I'm okay with the two that we have. I am. I am. I'm okay. I'm not looking for goalkeepers. I think we all, we all know what we want next. So we'll see how that plays. Uh, Carlos C it seems like the rest of the league has figured out how to play against Bob's system and he won't change. I could be wrong. It's just how it looks from the outside hey man it's how it looks from the inside i gotta (laughs) say like i said if i can predict your if again if a school teacher can predict when your subs are gonna happen who's gonna sub them and what minute they're gonna come in and be accurate for like three games in a row come on man like that's not yeah sorry it just there's there's gotta be uh, there's gotta be more in this lineup right i mean something to shift around like
2: I say it, it's I'd like, like glass steak, It's like it's like a glass ceiling. Watching these last couple, these last couple of games, because it's like you know that there's a whole nother level that we can get to, but for some reason we're just not getting there. So, and those I think are, are are the most frustrating because I mean if we just were a bad team, I mean it's like it is what it is, you know what I mean. But then when you see like the the possibilities are there and it's just not happening, it's kind of like, dang, you know. So.
1: They're not being put in their best positions. I don't think anymore. I don't, I don't, there has to be something different. You know, I see how they perform with their national teams at times and they get used differently. So you're kind of wondering like, Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Carlos C just jumps on the Mika bandwagon. Maybe the players aren't are starting to tune him out. I don't know about tune out, but definitely there's probably some frustrated just because the minute situation. But they will eventually. If we lose to Dallas. We go into like a three game losing streak. I think we're in trouble here. You're going to see something crazy going on, uh, Brendan. And this, I'm going to say this comment that I'm going to bring up from Brendan actually backs up Fresco's point and mine as well. Uh, he says, need b back to take the heat from the rest of the team, from the supporters. You know why he gets all the heat in the world? Yes, his mouth. I know, right? Interview wasn't what it's supposed to be. But I think he's exposed because he's not playing in his natural position because we don't ever change and we try to force him to do something he wasn't comfortable with. But you put this man as a wide midfielder and maybe four or five in the midfield where he gets an extra 15 yards to operate, 10 yards to operate. Yeah. And now you're got, now you have a proper national player out there. Yeah. Right. Cause now he's in his natural environment and he plays on the right or the left. You have versatility. The four, three, three doesn't fit the man. It wing, doesn't fit him. It doesn't. Uh, So you have to wonder if you have different tools, maybe shake it up. And then, and if we're and if he's our DP and we can't make a move and he, then changes have to be made to make your players fit right so yeah. you know we that'll shall be see awkward shall see
2: be awkward seeing him walking back into that locker room though i don't know like that uh, no you that'll, know
1: what though from what i saw from the reaction from the players towards him in within the locker room there's not i don't think there's anything there like any negativity uh, from what i saw was supportive comments especially when he's trying to get promoted like there was supportive things said we not negative it's it's I think it's with us the supporters oh, yeah. more yeah okay yeah okay.
2: cool
1: yeah oh uh, that would be hilarious if he comes back and then like Falls okay, it here and he goes like oh, okay proved us all wrong no, you know, that
2: will happen <laughs> because I, I'll say it I'll say it now I was one of the last people to jump off of the off of the B Rod train like I was really I w- I really was rooting for the guy you know because I there were a few little things I saw like um, was it I think it was against the the Carson game season two where we actually had to come back and tie where we pulled Bella and Bella was pissed. And then we put in, we put in Brian Rodriguez for the first time. And he had a couple little, little plays, you know, on, on that wing there. And I kind of looked like, all right, you know, this might, this might be something, you know? And, if anything, like he he could be a distraction. He could he could set things up and and allow players to make those runs that we were talking about because you know the, yeah. the, the iconic move that Villa always does, where he like kind of takes the ball and then kind of slows down and accelerates and brings it back to his the left cut
1: turn. That's, yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, they're figuring that out now, and it's so we we need something different. You know, we need a little kick and to throw people up.
1: Give yeah, give Brian some more yardage. Yeah, we'll see what happens um yeah we'll see what happened um did b-rod i didn't i'll throw this up uh mark says b-rod comes back and rocks it uh the facebook black and gold will explode i don't even pay much attention to facebook black and gold these days uh my head will explode myself uh so i do my best, it's
2: best on there, Sorry, man. I'm like no I,
1: it's yeah. up there with reddit man i just can't get into the mix it's dude it's hard it's hard it's, yeah uh carlos c in 2018 i predicted three or four years of Bob before it started going south i will just say this in the world of coaching you could say that probably about everybody i predict three or four years of of Mourinho and then it goes south yeah. i predict three three or four years uh coaches have a shelf life right like there's never forever there's never forever um yeah like Bora said always kept the bag packed yeah that's that's life of a of a manager Uh B Rod played today with Uruguay. You know, I didn't even check in on that to be honest. Did you guys check in on uh, on it?
2: I had no idea.
1: I missed my Copa America. I was still under the Euros. I totally like
2: Denmark, bro. Dude, beautiful Beautiful
1: thing. Oh my
2: god. Crazy.
1: (laughs) Brennan says B Rod hasn't played yet, so there you go. Okay. Uh go Denmark man like that's I think that's everybody's team from here on out outside of Germany for me um yeah for sure uh one year of Mourinho yeah nobody wants more than one year of Mourinho ever ever could you imagine him in this league with a limited talent pool like that man would lose his mind um he could never manage here there I said it he has to buy his way out of things you can't buy your way out of things here so no not happening so uh, thank you everyone for your amazing comments, which now brings us to the final moment of the day. And I'm going to lead this one with Jason Ariano. final word of the day, sir. Come on, Mike, man, get with it. Get with it.
0: Yeah. Just keep the faith, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's like I said, I think, I think Knott's from firm kicked my butt today, man. Um, I thought it was gonna be a short show. I've been dazing off like the whole show, but yeah, we it keep do the one for sure. Yeah, the, I was I'm out in hard the sun. on this one. Yeah, I was out in the sun all day today, but uh, but just keep the faith. We okay, just stay faithful. Uh, this we don't want to like. I think you said it earlier. We don't want to live up to that uh, plastic stereotype. I mean, this is when we need to be there the most. When the, when the team is playing bad, good, we need to be there. Uh, I mean, fortunately, I've had, I've supported many bad teams in every sport. So I'm kind of like immune to this. So it's like, hey, I'm, so just keep the faith, everyone. It, it's the team will rebound. And this is a good team. We We know what this team has. The club we have right now is good. So just keep the faith
1: everyone. That's key. Keeping the faith is essential. Uh, I know it's hard. And yes, we give a hard talk and we say it. But at the end of the day, we're still going there. We're still doing it. We're hoping for the the big moment, the big turn that, that Vela finds his way, that the boys were in it. That's for sure. I'm going to hand this one off now to Ben. Mr. Ben, let's give your final thought of the day, sir.
3: Yeah, you know, just to piggyback off of what Jason said, you know, just keep the faith. You know, don't give up on, on this team. You know, we know what they're capable of. We, we know that. It's in them. They just have to, you know, produce. They have to execute. Uh, just keep supporting them. Let's hope that, you know, Carlos Vela comes out inspired in this one and, you know, gets a goal or two or creates a couple assists. Let's just hope that we get the, the winning vibes back into the Bank of California Stadium and get that la" chat after the game. I miss the shalala. I really do. Especially with everyone.
1: <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. So DJ Fresco, guess what, sir? Having a stellar night. He's the MVP of the night. I'm just gonna say that right now, mm-hmm. uh, dude. Yeah, you get that. You get the ceremonial scarf. It is yours for the evening, sir. That's anything. why you're getting. That is, me. Awesome.
2: that is awesome. What do I win? I win, I win a scarf. Well, I'm mean, gonna win to, a big hug on Wednesday. That's when I lose that bet on Wednesday. But uh, I can't wait to go to the game on Wednesday, man. I'm really excited. Um, I'm definitely leaving work early. Um, But, um, yeah, man, I want to just give a huge shout out again to the the 3252 slash 3251 faithful that, you know, really went hard. Um, You know, being back at full capacity um, was 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 nothing short of amazing. And uh, for those people who brought guests kind of warrant and let them know what was up. You know, sometimes, you know, when you have people, they don't really understand the culture, don't really understand what it means to be back there and going hard for 90 minutes. 90 before the 90, the actual 90, and then after the game. um, You know, sometimes you see people back there kind of just, you know, not really giving it their energy, you know, kind of on the phone and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, everybody came and they brought it, you know, keep that up. You know, um, we're not plastic. We're not doing this for the clout. We're not doing this for, for the show we we feel like we're part of that team. Uh, we, we're their we're the 12th man, you know, so mm-hmm. when you leave a game, you you should feel like you played in it, you know, with beer showers on you, you know, and stuff like that. So um, keep that up. Keep that same energy, man. It's an honor to join those rings with you guys night in and night out, and I wouldn't rather be anywhere else. So, um, yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's get this win on Wednesday.
1: Couldn't say it any better, my brother. I'm telling you, that, that... – That's the truest words right there is we got to bring it all. We got to do what we got to do. When you bring people with you, uh, you hold them accountable to be at the level that you expect from yourself. And uh, we've seen a lot of it, a lot of growth among supporters in this one. Um, Knowing the basic rules, right? So I'll give my final thoughts. It was an amazing weekend this weekend, minus the result. Um, Football still won on the day. And the city won on the day. Because y'all did stay golden. You kept it golden. It was shining bright. And now we see what we've missed for so long. That's what uh that was us every week back in the day, guys. And it was that special. I mean, it was real. And it will be. And I know I know on Wednesday, I know it's a midweek, it's a hard one, but I know y'all are gonna do it again. And you're gonna teach the newbies, the rookies that are in the North End how it's done. You know, cell phones away, singing for the 90 because we teach each other. We help each other grow. That's how that works in the culture. It's not you didn't do this. You're out. No, it's you grow. And I know I see it. I see it. We're just going to get that much stronger. And uh, you guys coming on this show the middle of the night, pretty short notice getting it done. I think all, all three of you uh fresco ben jason i know some of you were hurting in voice after this weekend i know my voice ain't the same um you came in and you rocked it tonight so thank you guys jason taking the time with the family but still coming out here doing what you gotta do so uh dude all love for you guys all love for the faithful with their amazing comments you guys got real tonight and we needed that we really needed that pushes us forward when you guys give us the hard takes because that's what everyone needs to talk about especially in these moments Hard conversations are the good conversations.
2: Yeah.
1: It's easy to talk when you're winning. It's it's these moments that are the most important ones. So thank you all of you guys. Um, on that note, I will say I'll see y'all on Wednesday supporting the Black and Gold against FC Dallas, getting that win that we really need. Uh, give it all of course,
2: me, I'll buy you a beer.
1: There it is. There it is. 90 before 90 still exists, guys. so get in the north then. Let's do it, man make it so and on that note i'm just gonna keep it simple guys stay golden
0: thank you for listening to the heart of lafc make sure to leave us a rating and review on itunes or stitcher shoulder to shoulder the black and gold is taking over